0: I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we try to do here every single day. I think we're succeeding.
1: I think so too, Maria. I
0: think we are succeeding. Uh, our quote of the day... Every animal, whether an insect, a mammal, an amphibian, or a bird, possesses energetic healing properties, signature traits, empowering teachings, and messages specifically for our benefit. Animals give us strength, guide us through life, remind us of our own internal power, and our our, And our... Wow. Try to do our and our together. (laughs) Maybe the first time in my entire career I've had to say those words back to back because that's hard. And our... Oh, my God. You got this. And they are our teachers. I had to adjust the quote with another word to make that work. (laughs) And are our teachers. Damn, that was hard. That was hard. Okay. Shaman Allison Charles, who is going to be on our show today because she wrote this book called Animal Power... And it's 100 Animals to Energize Your Life and Awaken Your Soul. Heal Squad, what up? It's 2022. What? what? How crazy. How crazy. Let's just think about this. Time flies so fast that it's going to be like 2034 soon. <laughs> and then 2044. I'm going to have white hair. Well, I kind of have a few now. Um,
1: <laughs> you still look cool with white hair still look good
0: yeah like this this is the year where children may actually happen
1: I'm reeling over this and and then I'll be on the
0: air thereafter probably around just kidding probably (laughs) around 2024 terrible twos where I'll be like why did
1: I do this yeah yeah so and instead of having Winnie in my lap I'll have Winnie and a baby Mm -hmm. and then Pooj will be holding the other baby Yeah. yeah it's gonna be great
0: And then I'll be on vacation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. We're going to become babysitters. Yes, Yeah. 2022.
0: All right. We're going to make it a great year. Uh, Today, we're going to be chatting with shaman Allison Charles about her new book. Like I said, Animal Power. It's a guide to the power of the animal realm, offering endless opportunities to unlock wisdom, awaken greater happiness, love, and fulfillment from within. Uh, Very interesting... um, Book, and I can't wait to talk to her because I, so of course, my book um, never got to me, but I have Kelsey's, and I will share all of the things that she marked on there. You know, you I get get like a little embarrassed when someone can see the things that I I mark. Do you feel the same way? Oh, 100%.
1: Well, when I brought it to you this morning, I was like, oh, damn, Maria's going to be like, oh, look at what she marked. Yeah, like when you (laughs) write your
0: little notes, you're like, oh gosh, so don't worry, judgment-free zone because I would never want you to judge me. And there's nothing to judge anyway. It actually helped me because I could just scan to important stuff. Um, And then I would be like, no, I don't want to scan. So then I'd go (laughs) back and read. And so, um, but there was something in here where she talked about um, that there that there are spiritual relationships between humans and animals. And I didn't realize that officially, but I really believe that. Um, I believe that I have a real deep connection with animals. Kevin would always describe it in a different way for me. He was like, Maria, you didn't speak English growing up. Animals were your friends. He's like, and so they were safe. They loved you for you, no matter what. Like there's so many things that animals do that we gravitate to as humans, but I know I can talk to them. I, I've talked to monkeys, I've had full conversations with monkeys, with, you know, birds, with my dogs. My mom's dog, Beethoven, my mom and dad's dog, Beethoven was definitely with him in another life. And he would literally talk to me with his eyes and be like, bitch, back off. Don't be mean. Don't be, don't be aggressive. Don't be like, he would talk to me and I'm like, sorry, I'm losing my patience. I didn't mean it. I would literally say it back to him in in my head. Um, so I, I believe all of that. I I'm eager to hear how you can channel animals to help you in different things. But I will say also, uh, as I was going through the different animals and Kelsey, I don't know if you had this experience. I was like, okay. Um, sloth. I come across like the page on sloths and I go, well, that's so funny because I just recently got into sloths. I, An Instagram post came across my, you know, oh, I forgot. Write down koi. I got to talk to her about the koi. Oh, the koi fish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, when I look at the book and I go back, I realize things that she says actually make sense with the timing. So, I'll, I'll go into it more when I see her, but what was the animal I was just telling you about? Sloth. Sloth. Okay, so let's go to sloth. Um, it's alphabetized. Thank you. I know. Thank for God. <laughs> our benefit here. So, I'm at snail. Snake. I felt very guilty for all of my fly killing. I felt guilty late. for
1: my spider killing. Yeah.
0: I I stopped killing everything for a very long time and then we had a massive fly infestation here oh i should look up why okay so the sloths are covert uh they they represent energy reserve protecting the underdog compassion methodical um when you want to stop being judgmental when you want to be more open minded when you want to rest in order to keep going when you want to be present and enjoy life when you want to be methodical you work with the sloth and i feel like a lot of that was uh very um, timely timely and on point yeah. especially after my mom came into that reading she's like you aren't taking care of yourself you need to rest um the fly when you need to complete a project or goal when you need to release victim mentality when you need to turn hardship into gold hmm, We need to find the path of least resistance when you need to clear your life of negativity. You work with the fly because they have determination, persistence, flexibility, self-centering, survival, and alchemy.
1: How interesting, because I had that fly infestation too. A
0: lot of flies. Killed a lot
1: of flies. I'm Mm, sorry, flies. I really
0: have killed a lot of flies lately. (laughs) Um, I have the catch and release program, but there's just too many. You can't catch and release. I'd be here all
1: day catching and releasing flies. It's like, oh, sorry, Marissa, but the entire week catching and releasing flies. Sorry she couldn't do the show. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So we're going to chat with Allison about what your power animal is, how you can work with it. Um, why certain animals keep popping into your life and what that might be symbolizing. You know, I think if nothing else, be open, because I know there are some things where I'm kind of like, I don't know about this, so we'll we'll get into it, but be open. Um, Because I do think that the universe sends us messages in different ways, like even the crow. Okay, let's go to crow for a second. Right before my mom died, days before I'm here in L.A., and I know this is like so kind of stereotypical, but there were so many crows in my yard. I mean, when I say, and they were massive crows, like they look like dogs, okay? And there was a herd of them. I don't think a herd works for birds, but you know what I mean, like a lot of them. So they represent an omen of change, personal integrity walk your talk the void creation and magic so when you are ready to trust your personal integrity when you want to align with your power during times of great change or uncertainty when you're ready to birth a new project or a way of living when you need spiritual strength you work with the crow um it gives you strength when you're dealing with any type of adversity adversity because it teaches you how to rise above and stay strong Uh, They represent great transformation. What needs changing in your life? Um, um, They revel in the magic that is ever present. My call urges you to leave what is familiar and see your life from a higher perspective. The crow represents the void, the home of infinite possibilities and miracles. I mean, she'll be able to explain so much more, but a lot of it kind of started making a lot of sense. So you know, I sometimes can be a little skeptical. Very few times am I really skeptical. Like I, I, I enter with healthy skepticism into everything and then I allow for anything to happen.
1: Which I appreciate. And I was saying this to Maria before the show, I said, I'm always really appreciative of your healthy skepticism because I am like the ultimate, like in my cloud dreamy person who's like, Oh my God, everything's amazing. This is awesome. Everything is awesome. And exactly. And then Maria's like, well, do you think about this? And it's very, my mom does that to me too and brings me back down and I'm always appreciative of it because you're also still open. It's not like you're closing anything. No. But anyways, I'm excited to hear your conversation with her.
0: rating and a comment on apple podcasts that's amazing second you could join the better together with maria menuno's instagram page third you could share the show with a friend in need and finally for as little as ten dollars a month please join our patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers ad-free episodes of our show and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to patreon Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. Okay, hey, well, without further ado, rock star shaman Allison Charles is a world leading author, teacher, medium and shaman who is called to bring sacred rituals and shamanic teachings to the mainstream and powerful unique ways. Allison has shared shamanic journeys for audiences larger than 15,000 and was the resident energy guru for the world's top wellness platform. Today, we're chatting about our new book, Animal Power, and we are so excited to dive on in to the power of animals to energize your life. Hi.
2: Hi. <laughs> How are you, Allison? So great to meet you. Great to meet you. I love seeing my book sitting there that it's just moments like this make it all the worth it. You know, I worked on this book for so many years, so it makes me so happy to see it in your hands. It's so
0: beautiful. I really love the cover. Um, Thank you. And I know those are really hard to come, come to, like to that place. I'm helping someone else with their cover right now, one of our heel squad uh, guests. And I was like, yeah, it's a lot of work.
2: It's a lot of work. Yeah, there's a whole story behind that, which I'm happy to get into if we want to. But yeah, the artist and I had a very close working relationship. And um, he actually passed away right after he completed the art for this book. So what? yeah, well, did that mean something? It, it definitely means a lot. Yes. Um, I I mean, there's a lot to it, but just one of the many threads, uh, the fact that this is a shamanic book. and um, you know, it and now has the embodiment of of life and death held so closely and reverently within it. It definitely adds to the power and the potency of the medicine held within the book for sure. He was very young. He was only thirty. And uh, right upon completing the 100 animal illustrations, he transitioned to the other realms. Was he sick? Uh, that was the notice that I got. He lived in Brazil. Um, he actually didn't speak English. And so the the message that I got from my pub- publishing team was that he had gotten sick wow. and um, he wasn't able to recover. Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, yeah. Allison, I would love to start you know obviously we're going to get deep into this um but i would love for you to tell everybody how you got into this work of of being a shaman um tell everybody about that kind of transformative moment for you
2: oh gosh yeah oof yeah every time i talk about it all these years into it i still feel such a swell of emotion that comes up for me um yeah it's very strong today for some reason So just give me a moment. Um, Yeah, it's been such a journey and it's required so much of me to do this work and to um, stay in such devotion to infinite expansion into my spiritual gifts and to wherever Great Spirit and Great Mother Earth want me to go with this work because I, I truly live in devotion to their instructions for me. And oftentimes... Those instructions um, can feel illogical, can feel beyond my capacity of courage, can feel incredibly challenging. Um, So this shamanic path has brought with it so many miracles, but also a lot of hardship and a lot of initiations and a lot of rites of passage. So the best way I can bring it into um, a nutshell is... First, by prefacing that I'm very aware that I signed up for this earth mission before I even incarnated. So it's my belief that when I was, you know, up in the astral realms and decided to incarnate here and on this incredible planet yet again, I was sitting with a lot of my ascended master team and devising this plan of what my purpose is and all the different ways in which my soul wanted to sign up to evolve this lifetime. All that being said, (laughs) when I incarnated... Uh, It took me many, many, many years to get back into alignment with that original game plan. And the awakening and turning point for me came after being in a very long-term romantic relationship. I was with a previous partner for almost two decades, and that relationship was fraught with a lot of anguish and pain and toxicity and at times varying degrees and, and levels of abuse. And I was really enmeshed in that situation and really stuck. And I later had to take a lot of responsibility for the codependency on my end. And, um, you know, I send blessings to my former partner, um, you know, of course, to the degree in which he's willing and able to receive them. But he was stuck in a lot of addiction cycles. And so uh, for anyone who has been in those kinds of situations where, you know, you just can't seem to get yourself pulled out of it and addictions are involved. Um, It it can be a very scary web. So there is a story that goes with it, and I'm happy to share it with you and your community if you want me to go into the details. But I did have a divine intervention and awakening moment that changed everything for me and changed the course of my life. (laughs) Sure, sure. Okay, so... Um, yeah, I just want to tune in to see how the story wants to be shared today. So as I said, you know, it was almost 20 years that we were together. And at this point on my spiritual awakening day, uh, we had called off our engagement and I had actually moved from Connecticut into New York city where I was working. And on this day, Our engagement had been called off for about six months and we had not been together. However, in recent days, he had started to come back around and was really sharing um, a lot of epiphanies and a lot of uh, illuminated uh, ideas that he had never shared with me in the previous 16 and a half years. And so I thought, wow, you know, could this finally be the time that we can get into a healthier alignment? is he starting to change? Is he starting to become more aware of, you know, um, the wonderful person that I am and and all of those things that I've been praying for for so many years. And so on this day, we were about to venture out publicly as, um, you know, as a couple yet again. But uh, I, <laughs> my spiritual team, all of my guides in the other realms definitely uh, needed to come in and support me. And so as I was going out to the living room to tell him we can leave in a few minutes, I think I just needed to finish up some makeup when we could go. He was asleep on the couch and I didn't want to wake him up. And as I walked back through the kitchen and into my bedroom, that was the moment that my clairaudient gift, my ability to hear spirits speak to me got turned on. And I heard a voice As clear as you and I are speaking today, say to me to stop and turn around. And so I did stop. And the second that I turned around, my eyes landed directly on my ex-fiance's phone that was sitting on my bookshelf. And I could start to feel a huge energetic shift taking place in the room. I didn't fully understand what was going on, but the energy was palpable. And as I started to walk over to his phone, the same voice spoke to me again and said, brace yourself. What you're about to see is going to rock your world. And so I'm starting to feel um, whatever was going on on a much deeper capacity And so I reached for his phone, and here's where it gets even more interesting. I never knew the code to open his phone. I was never a partner who snooped around. I think on an unconscious level, I knew what I would find if I did look, and I was terrified of those revelations. So I was never a snooper. But as I picked up his phone. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of automatic spirit writing, but some people who channel books, uh, you can call upon different ascended masters or guides, spirit helpers in the other realms to work through you. And this automatic spirit writing, it's not actually you that's moving the pencil or typing on the keyboard or, or in uh, movement of your hand, it's a helper from the other realms. And that's the only way I know to describe this because I punched four numbers into his phone. I don't remember to this day what they were, but his phone opened. And so this was the moment that everything, yes, the look on your face was um, <laughs> starting to be the look on my face as the phone clicked open and... This is how I describe it. Um, this moment of his phone opening in modern times, was this was my shamanic cave initiatory moment, moment because this phone was the cave that held my greatest fears in it. And it took me entering into this cave and entering into this moment to finally wake up to the truth of what had been going on the entire time we were in a relationship. And that was a ton of betrayal. And where what I find fascinating about this moment, you know, I'm, you know, a, more than a decade out of this moment at this point, but and all the hindsight um, and extraction at work that I've put into this day that changed my life. You know, some people could have this moment happen and it not really traumatize them. It not really be a big deal. But for me, and I've done past life work to understand why, why was betrayal? Why were these multiple affairs and a lot of these very um, horrendous ways? Why, why was it so scary and and life changing for me? And I do have clarity around that. Um, But facing what I saw in the phone was the facing of the fears I needed to have my veil lifted and to have my egoic shell obliterated. And as all of this alchemy was happening, the energies were so strong, it woke up my ex who was asleep on the couch and he came into the room and I, you know, of course, confronted him. Initially, he wanted to stay in denial and to try to put the blame back on me. But when I showed him the phone and he realized there was no out this time after 16 and a half years of having outs, um, there was no escaping it. And so I I asked him to leave and to never come back. And it, it just it took that moment for me to finally have the karma between I he and I done and for me um, to get out of all the denial and illusion that I had been stuck in all of those years. And of course, the story continues, and there's more to it. But it was through this Claire audience and through my guides coming in to intervene, it took all of that to pluck me out of that many, many year long system.
0: Mm, yeah, I, I, I always say it's like the bricks come from the sky. And if the, if you don't make, you know, make the change with the bricks, then like bigger bricks come and bigger bricks come. And it comes in the form of like illness. It comes in the form of so many different things to get you kind of to see things, yes. but we don't see, and we don't pay attention and, you know, everything happens in its time, but this led you to kind of follow that shamanic path and change your life. And so, um, it's always interesting when someone has that that pivot in life and now they're doing something that is so I mean you know a shaman is is seeing the the seen and the unseen worlds right can you explain a little bit more for people what what a mm. shaman is and does and is it something that you can just become at any age or mm. is it something that you choose to follow I know I've read
2: Yeah, it's definitely a very, very deep soul level calling. And shamanism, a lot of uh, people view shamanism as the the world's, the planet's oldest spiritual healing art and spiritual practice. And so, yeah, you had a couple of really good questions in there. So I want to tune into those. As you said, it, it, shamans walk with feet in both worlds, the seen and the unseen. And And my name, Rock Star Shaman, it, it actually... Explains exactly just that. Uh, the The word rock represents my connection directly down into Great Mother Earth, and the star part represents my connection directly into Great Spirit, uh, the cosmic realms. And of course, you know, tuning in the shamanic part is is the heart piece and, and shamanism. We do our best to face all aspects of ourselves and to get into a place of whole, uh, complete embodiment. Um, you know, facing our shadows and and coming into a total understanding of who we are, and and really moving from um, our hearts and our our heart intelligence. So I move uh, the best that I can at all times from that vertical line, Great Mother Earth, Great Spirit. And shamanism, though, there are a lot of different forms and and types of it because it's you know, on every continent in the entire world. uh, There are different traditions that have different types of rituals and prayers and songs and and practices. And some of my shamanic colleagues and friends take specific oaths where they adhere to a particular lineage-based path. And they take that oath and their shamanic path, uh, you know, works with a lineage tradition and, and they only adhere to certain types of songs that that tradition does, but mine works on these really grand scales. Again, I'm tapping into the entire infinite cosmos, and I'm working from the directives of Great Mother Earth. So, you know, with walking this path, it takes great responsibility. Um, It requires endless work, endless integrity checks. And while it has brought, you know, so many miracles into my life, uh, when you open up your spiritual and shamanic gifts, it also, like I said, with the, the responsibility it can be very challenging because I'm a seer and I can see into the most subtle, subtlest places that most people walking the planet can't see. So when I meet someone or when I go uh, to a gathering, I am being flooded with information and awarenesses about the love and light guardians of the land that that home is on. Even when I'm not, I, and I'm never invasive with my gifts, you know, before I would even tap into... Uh, your energy field and and whatever guides wanted to come forward and whatever animals wanted to come forward. I asked for your permission, and I and I work from that place at all times. But. I am such a seer and my gifts are so online that even when I'm not trying to access into those unseen realms, I can get really flooded with it. So it can make um, managing relationships really hard. Uh, Hmm. That's one example. (laughs) I will just say that. I've had to do a a lot of work with that. Um, But your your other question that I want to get to in terms of who who can be a shaman, it really comes from a place that's undeniable within your soul. It is a very, very, very specific soul calling and texture that you can't really put words to, but... If there are any other shamans listening, you know, they know exactly what I'm talking about. And I never set out to become a shaman. You know, before I had my awakening, I was a national champion athlete. And then after my body started to break down, I was a radio and television host. So I was, and also a producer. So I was working in New York City, down in Soho and production offices and, you know, hosting on camera and, and on air And I never thought that what I do now um, would be my life. But after that awakening moment, the next biggest step that happened for me was my surrender moment. And that's a moment that anyone can decide to do. Yes, my awakening came from an intervention. It was a bit outside of myself. I had to get, like you said, the bricks thrown on me to wake up to the truth of who I am and all of my gifts and power but what i chose to do and what anyone can choose to do is to finally get out of your own way and surrender and speak to whoever it is you speak to again for me great mother earth great spirit and i and my own soul and i said i clearly don't know what i'm doing show me the way mm-hmm. and I started to heed every instruction that came in. I was guided to go to different shamans for my own healing because my awakening was really traumatic and my life was turned upside down. And I was guided to different healers, leech therapists, you name it. Um, And I heeded all of the instructions that came in. And what happened was when I finally got out of my own way and got into a place of devotion to facing all aspects of myself and healing all aspects of myself, my truth and my soul calling finally had room to communicate and to inform me as to who I really am. So it was through my devoted healing journey that the shamanic calling started to open up and Tell me who I really am. I feel like there's one other piece that's trying to come through, though, if you don't mind, um, because it is such a huge topic and there are so many nuances and every shaman is different and every shamanic path is different. So I feel like there's one little nugget of wisdom that's trying to pop in on this. One second, please. Yeah. Okay. so the other thing that I do think it's important to um, share with people is that it's every living being's birthright to explore shamanism. Um, it, you know, because it holds the planetary truths of Earth and all the universes any living being who feels the call um, to sit in a shamanic ceremony or, um, y- you know, to, to sit and do a shamanic ritual, it's every living being's birthright to lean into these practices. But to lean into shamanic ceremonies um, for healing, or maybe you feel called to work with a certain shaman because you know that they can help unlock something for you, that shamanic path is is very different than tuning into a true soul calling that's held within you to become a shaman and devote your entire life to being a shaman. And the last little thing that I'll share is whichever of those two paths that you might feel called to, the most important thing is to really enter into both of those spaces with sacredness and reverence and humility and respect um, because, you know, these, these traditions have been around since the beginning of time. And especially if you're sitting in ceremony, um, for, with certain indigenous tribes or, or certain traditions. There are a lot of rules and a lot of um those tribes want to give you permission before you share their sacred songs outside of the space and things like that. So I always like to remind people um of the place from which we should step onto the shamanic path from.
0: I love that. I feel like it was funny hearing you talk about um that journey of like like listening and and and, uh, and applying was something that I had to do when my mom was sick, where I would ask for guidance and I would get that clear message back and I would know what to do and where to go and how to kind of take, take us on that journey. So it's, it's interesting. It's really cool to hear that, um, that process from you. Um, what, what drew you to animal power?
2: Mm. Yes, my dear animal friends. Oh my gosh. I light up every time I think about them because they have been my saving grace for so long. <laughs> they were the first guides who came in after that divine intervention spiritual awakening moment. And um I, I referenced before that some of the first healing modalities and practices that I was instructed to lean into were in fact shamans and shamanism. And my aunt, who's a shaman, she did a soul retrieval journey for me um, to help My my healing process. And in that particular journey, my core power animal, which is the Black Jaguar, came forward. And then there were three other supporter animal allies that came in about that same time to help me at that time in my life. And they were the bear, the deer, and the frog. And so each and every, I mean, you have the book. So you, you understand at this point that every single animal has different wisdom teachings, different healing attributes. They have different embodied Embodiments. And so that's why different ones will come in at different times in our life, depending upon what we're going through and the type of support we need. So the deer, for example, came in to not have me shut my heart down. The, The deer is the path of the heart and everything heart medicine and heart healing. So it would urge me, you know, as much as you want to shut your heart down, Allison, keep it open just trust me it's it's going to be a long journey but if you stay committed to it and stay committed to healing your heart there's something incredible at the end which is the case i'm i'm now Married to an incredible partner, and there's a whole wild story in, in terms of how we got together and the deer coming to work with us in a sacred peyote ceremony, um, but maybe that's a story for later or another time. And then the frog helped me heal my emotions. I, like I said, I had been in such denial and illusion and suppression and codependency for that entire 16 and a half previous relationship When I finally woke up and was feeling all that I had been denying myself of feeling, there was so much there. So I remember taking so many healing baths and calling the frog in to clear it out and just crying and crying. The other cool thing about frog, it's a medicine of leaps of faith and the frog only leaps forward. So it was my reminder to not turn back, Hmm. to not go back to him and to only move forward. And then the last example- that's right. A
0: frog never goes backwards. Yeah. That's so cool. I never thought about that.
2: Yeah. Keep it moving. Keep it moving forward, sister. Only forward movement from here, um, which I did. I did honor that. And then the bear, it's that grounding, nourishing. I mean, when you think about it, mama bear, papa bear, it's that grounded, stabilizing support. The bear would come to me in meditations and ask for me to lean against its chest and to learn how to let go into the support of the unseen realms. It was such a supporter for me. And then the Black Jaguar is about spiritual reclamation, which has been the, the biggest theme of my life is reclaiming my spiritual powers, my shamanic gifts, um, doing shadow work. Uh, the Black Jaguar works a lot with that as well. So to finish answering your question, they came in right out of the gate. We developed a very, very deep uh, relationship very quickly. And I it's now to the point where they trusted me so much to be a voice for them. And I trust them so much to show up for me when I'm doing live readings and situations like this or in front of live audiences that they actually came to me. I was writing a totally different book and I flew to Bali to start writing a book on surrender. And it was my first morning in Bali, my first morning meditation. And all of these animals, when I closed my eyes in that meditation, hundreds, thousands of animals all came in and they said, that's a great book idea, but that's not it. We want you to co-create a modern day power animal guidebook with us. So thankfully, my literary agents, um, they were on board and I was able to switch the entire book concept over to what we now see before us, animal power. Um, so I said yes, uh, and, you know, surrendered and shifted shifted everything over. And then four years later, the book was born. But I, you know, it's funny when I sit with this book at my altar every morning, I've been moved to tears by my own book so many times. And 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 I'm able to say that because I don't even take full credit for the book. Honestly, like Great Spirit moved through me to write that. I co-created it with the animals. I worked with each and every of the 100 ones featured um, to write the messages. And uh, it's just a really powerful medicine book.
0: So for for people who are skeptical or couldn't even grasp this, right? Like I said earlier, I said, I... I do believe that there is a spiritual connection between humans and animals. I feel it. I know I can talk to animals. I've been doing it my whole life. I've been saving animals my whole life. I feel closer to animals than anything. So I I, I understand that. I don't understand the process of them c- coming to you or you calling to them or you working with them like in a small degree, so I imagine someone else who's listening to this who doesn't have that kind of relationship with animals is like, what the frig is she talking about, right? Like the animals came to her and all of a sudden she wrote this book and she called on each and every one of them. Explain that a little bit more for people and and how it actually works. Like how did you know a deer, a frog, a bear, and a jaguar were coming to you and that they were coming to you for a reason, right? Like if oh. you were like a new shaman, let's say, right? You're just like newly on this journey. You you were just an athlete and all of a sudden you got animals talking to you. How does this work? <laughs> all right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused
2: I love how you're asking this. It's good. It's fun. Okay. So, um, in shamanism, one of the main practices that we, uh, many of us do, and one of the things that I'm most known for are taking people on guided shamanic journeys. Um, and we oftentimes do it. So for example, um, this is one of my shamanic rattles and then, um, behind me, you can see one of my drums and, We mostly use one of these shamanic tools. Um, I mean, there's a whole process. I'm very much giving you the, um, the the nutshell here and whittling it down. But we use these instruments um, to take people on journeys into other realms. And and one of the things that I'm most known for are taking people on guided shamanic journeys to meet their power animals. Um, so it's a it's a form of meditation, and you can also connect with with power animals in just a, a basic meditation as well. Um, but to paint the picture Picture a little bit more as I'm drumming and I'm using my voice. And like I said, there are processes that I do before I even get to the drumming part to let people feel in safe space, to have them open their hearts and things like that. But when I'm finally doing the journeying and drumming, I'm guiding them oftentimes to a tree to use as a portal access point. we go down through the the trunk and the roots of the tree, and we pop out into a different realm. Now, once we get into this different space, I typically bring people into a jungle environment. And once we're in there, um, the energies of this other realm, they're very much connected to at this point. And once we get to a different place in the jungle, then we call a power animal forward who wishes to empower their life at that time. Now, some people are more clairvoyant, and they can see a vision of the animal in this journey, they can actually see the, the elephant or the beaver coming toward them. Others are more clairaudient and they can hear or they can smell the animal or they just have an awareness of what the animal is. But once the animal comes forward, you can ask it questions, you can ask it if it has energetic medicine to give to you. And oftentimes, that will come in the form of a bite or a touch or it'll ask you to get on its back and it will fly you through through the jungle. Um, and I know that this might be a little far-fetched for some people. um, But it's not that different than just a basic meditation that you might do in the morning, um, before you get out of bed, when you tune into your own heart and ask your heart what it wants you to know that day, that same messaging and, and and awareness that comes through in those basic meditations, it's similar to what happens on a guided shamanic journey. And I do have a free shamanic journey on my website for any people that are feeling a resonance to all of this. And, and maybe they have been feeling a call to shamanism for quite some time, but they just haven't answered that, that call. You can go to my website. It's a free journey that I guide where Um, I do exactly what I just described and and you're able to connect with your power animal. And the other thing that I'll explain is that the power animal world, they really love an invitation in. There are some beings and helpers that are more um, uh, pronounced in terms of like, they just come in and try to get your attention. Maybe there's a certain archangel that presents um, and and they're just more bold. The power animal helpers really love for us to call upon them and say, hey, I'm ready to connect with you more. I'm ready to, to work with you. I'm ready to hear the messages that you have for me. And once you speak that out loud, um, they oftentimes will also come to you and your dreams. So I would recommend just having a little notepad and a pen beside your Um, at your bedside table. So if animals come to you in your dreams, you can jot it down because as we all know, by the time we officially wake up, a lot of those messages um, will waft away. But that's, I mean, when I do live readings, it happens very quick. Again, we're going back to shaman's ability to walk in both both worlds. And I'm just as connected to the unseen realm as I am this, this world right here. So the second that I close my eyes, and rattle or not, like this morning, when I when I uh, tuned in to your field because you had given me permission, I mean, the second, I have my own process, you know, of talk, of connecting in, of, you know, protecting and blessing my own energetic field only calling upon guides and messages that will serve your highest, greatest earthly good. But once I go through my whole, my little five minute ritual, the gateways are open and stuff comes in right away. Like I didn't even have to pick up my rattle your, some of the messages that were waiting to come in for you. And some of the themes that, um, presented for you came in without me doing anything. And it's just because my, my gifts are awake and they're alive and they're on board and we all have spiritual gifts. And so the second, that I speak my readiness to receive what is waiting in the ethers, what is waiting in the unseen realms to come in, It sometimes it floods in and I'm bombarded. You know, animals came in for you. Themes and topics came in for you. Specific messages came in for you. More than one animal came in for you. You know, there was a lot waiting for me to give permission to. And then once it did for you, it just like all kerplunked in. And that's the best way I can describe it.
0: So, It's funny because I I went through and and certain animals, when I would see them, I'm like, oh, I want to see what this says. I want to see what this one says. Because I started connecting the dots to animals in my life that I've had some situation with. So is it something where it doesn't have to happen in your dream? It's like there are animals in your life that maybe are popping in right now where you're like, wait, why is that animal coming into my awareness? And why am I obsessed with that animal right now and want one so bad? <laughs> yes. And so is that a sign as well? And can you go into that animal in the book yes. and say, oh, this animal's coming to me to teach me something?
2: A hundred percent. Yes, I'm so glad. You should be on my PR team for for the book. Yes, that's one of the main okay. purposes and whole reasons that the, the animals and I wanted to make this modern day guidebook is exactly for what you just said. If all of a sudden, you know, uh, ladybugs keep landing on you or, you know, outside your window where you work every day, the same hummingbird comes and visits you every single day. Yes, these the, these are the animals trying to get our attention and saying, I'm here to be a supporter for you. And so that's where it takes our responsibility and it's our work to be consciously aware of these things happening and then being like, okay, enough is enough. Like I've seen, this is the fifth time this week that a ladybug has landed on me. Let me go to animal power book, open up to the ladybug page and see why, why is she coming to me? Mm -hmm. And not only are there messages for each animal, but there are different power practices. So for people that want to go deeper into their rapport and their relationship with the animal, the power practice are different rituals and meditations and ceremonies that you can do. So you can strengthen that connection point. And it will just, just continue to grow and grow and grow if you want it to.
0: I love that. That's that's what I was figuring out as I was kind of figuring out like the book and everything. I was like, okay, I see where this kind of all collects and 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 becomes something. So, I know you guys had done a pre and you probably mentioned some animals. Did you mention any animals specifically? Don't say what if for you me? didn't? No about you. me.
1: I mentioned one. Okay. But it wasn't like a specific animal. I mentioned like a, a species.
0: Okay, okay. So so before I tell you what I felt in here, tell me what you were getting. I'm just curious because Sure. Because there are gonna be things that are gonna come to you and then there are gonna be things that are just small details that I've I connected with where I was like, oh, that's why that happened at that time. Oh, that's why that happened at that time. So anyway.
2: Totally. So I just wanna make sure before I tell you what came in, like I I don't know how are there any themes for you that are too sensitive or? Okay. Okay, great. Okay. So one big theme, in fact, it was the main theme and I'm kind of laughing because I'm in a similar place and I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. we have this fun thing in common. Um, But it was the theme of birth and family and and pregnancy. And I will just tell you that the elephant is for sure your main guide with familial expansion and Lord Ganesh, um, you know, which ties into the elephant power animal. The remover of obstacles definitely came in and wants to work with you. But there were so many messages um i wrote a lot of them down to be honest um, because they were flooding in like i said and i didn't want to forget i wrote down elephant is a guide and ally for you in your journey and spiritual expansion that was another thing um especially when you were bringing up your mom um i i felt compelled to say it but i i didn't i i have this sense and awareness with you that your own spiritual exploration and gifts and abilities um, has been opening up for quite some time, and perhaps your mother's passing um played a role in your exploration in in the spiritual path. But I do feel this um readiness and and urging is a strong word, but I do feel a bit of urging within your own soul of of your readiness to continue to expand on the spiritual path and to continue to just open up your field and and open up your gifts. Of course, if you want to, we always have the choice, but I just have that sense in general about you. So the elephant came in to affirm that it's a guide for you and just your own spiritual expansion, but then specifically, um, when it comes to, having a child, uh, you know, elephants, the, the groups of them are called herds and the family groups are typically led by a female elephant matriarch. Um, and it was all speaking to you and representing you. Uh, and then they started. So when they come in, like they did this morning for you, uh, they start to do movements oftentimes to express a message and the elephant was making a ton of sounds and like raising its tusk up and sending prayers um to you around uh, family expansion around birthing and there was some medicines specifically in the sound of an elephant. So they were saying to you that it could be supportive, even if you have to go on YouTube and just, you know, search for elephant sounds for you to just sit with your eyes closed and to allow whatever activation and transmission that wants to make its way to you from the sounds of elephants that was recommended. Oh, and then one fun thing, this whole family of elephants started to do a dance together and I was curious Curious for you, um, it's my understanding that you have some Greek in your your background. I wasn't sure, and and I'm very unfamiliar with Greek traditions, but it was almost like these elephants were doing this synchronized dance, and it took me to your Greek heritage. And I, I was curious, is there a dance in Greek heritage that you guys do when someone is pregnant or when someone has given birth but there was some whole dance that the elephants were doing for you so
0: Interesting. I mean we do like a line dancing thing but I don't I don't know if there's anything specifically around birth or pregnancy. I'll have to find out.
2: Yeah, look into that because they yeah. were definitely doing a dance for you. Um, so, you know, there were there were other things that came in and there was another animal that came in for you. There was the snail that presented, um, but I'll take a pause to see where you're at and if anything came up for you, but birthing, pregnancy, expanding family and elephant being your main ally, supporter in all of that came in first and, and it was strong. It was just like ready to come in.
0: Yeah, no, that's all very right on. wonderful pistachios <laughs> bonus. Wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. When I was, did you tell her about the elephant? So when I was in kindergarten, I think I didn't even speak English. Um, but whatever, somehow they translated this to me. You had to, uh, draw a picture of an animal you, you feel, um, you would be, or some you, yeah, if you could be any animal, what would it be? And either you had to draw it or you say it, I don't remember, but my mom said I drew an elephant or I said an elephant and an elephant has always been one of my like favorite animals, aside from it. Everybody loves dogs. And I love everything, but there's a a special thing with elephants that's so crazy. And when I was reading in the book that they have this incredible sense of smell, I actually joke that I was maybe like a bloodhound in another life. I have the most insane nose, like insane, insane nose. I never thought elephants had that power, but I guess... Um, yeah, and I and the other thing, anytime I've done like a Ayurvedic um, astrology and things like that, they always talk about the elephant with me, hmm. and um, and I think it was more like I I'm kind of like a gentle, powerful soul or something. Like I'm I'm good with the power, let's say something like that mm-hmm. is what it's always been translated to me. And mm-hmm. then I went to Africa and I did a whole story on the orphan baby elephants and they were, there was one flirting with me and like, it was the cutest thing ever. I love them so much.
2: Wow. So yeah, that's a quite a connection. And the other funny thing too, I I mean, Um, because the elephant came in so dominantly, I I have it sitting open to that page right now. Uh, But the day that I met with Kelsey, your amazing producer, that morning when I sat at my altar, you know, this is my practice. I sit at my altar, I close my eyes, I put animal power book up to my heart and I just ask for whichever animal that wants to come in to best serve my highest, greatest earthly good to to reveal. And typically I'll keep my eyes closed and I just randomly open to a page in the morning that I had the production meeting um, for us to do this that it was the elephant who, who came in that morning too so yeah. definitely a super strong ally for you with the family stuff.
0: Yeah if you see my house like all of my walls I've taken photos I've, I took on safari and at that orphanage of the baby elephants mm. and they're all over my walls on canvas mm. I always say like don't burglarize me I just have pictures from Africa on there like you can't <laughs> there's no Picassos there's nothing <laughs> it's just my elephants there are some other animals too but, um, but I'm curious what other animals came through.
2: Well I'll do um, if it's okay with you I'd like to just tap in live right now and see what comes in. But the other one that I thought was interesting that came in was the snail. Um, And it was speaking of like honoring the pacing of things. And I don't know if that also ties into that same theme of pregnancy, birthing, expanding family, but the snail, I mean, you know, there's the phrase like we're moving at a snail's pace Mm. Um, and honoring even if things take, Uh, a much longer time than our minds or ego would like or that we would want. Um, The snail really teaches us to be really present to uh, the, the benchmarks and the beautiful moments that happen along the way as we work toward a goal. And also when you think about the snail, how it emits that really cool like oozy slime And it allows for our path to become one of least resistance and to move through even very challenging terrains with more ease and grace. And so if that's speaking to you in in any Mm. capacity, whether it's with the family expansion or work or whatever theme it might be um, conjuring up for you as I'm sharing this, you can call upon snail, Um, you know, maybe even a, I don't know if you're a big meditator, but in meditation you could call upon snail and and ask it think about whatever the theme in your life is that you would like more ease and grace and path of least resistance medicine to come into and ask for the snail to to put its like cool magical oozy slime into that particular theme in your life mm. um but yeah pacing pacing was a really big one for you with the with the snail so um, does that resonate at all? Like, yeah, it honoring- makes sense.
0: It does. Well also, you know, for someone who's moved at lightning speed her whole life, um, these last few years were more about pacing and um and slowing down. And but what I like about the ooze is it glistens along the yes. way. So there's yes. like a little like you're you're still shining, but it's it's just like
2: yeah, just learning a new way, mm-hmm. learning a new way of being within our own bodies, learning a new way of operating and moving through life, but still trusting that we're still in our divine power and we can still glisten and still shine, even if we're we're learning a new way to move. Yes, mm-hmm. I love that. All right, guys, that
0: concludes part one, but there will be a part two. And in part two, she's going to read me and call in whatever power animals want to come to me. It's actually really fascinating. And we'll help you understand this book even more and the power of this book. And also we'll get into some of the interesting things that were coming up for me as I was trying to understand the book and how you can apply it in, in real life. And, uh, and I think you're going to really be interested in that in part two.